Welcome to Disruptors, the podcast for bright sparks fueled by great ideas that have changed the world. In each episode, we chat with some of the most innovative disruptors from our community at the King's Entrepreneurship Institute. We discover how they've used their entrepreneurial skills to develop their ideas for their business ventures, tested those ideas, and compelled others to do the same. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Disruptors. My name is Rachel Stocky. I'm Head of Entrepreneurial Skills at the King's Entrepreneurship Institute. The Entrepreneurship Institute is King's dedicated hub to innovation and entrepreneurship. And today I am joined by Holly Noah, who is our Head of Ventures at the Institute. Welcome, Holly. Thanks very much for having me. I'm excited. I get to interview you. It's going to be great. Can you give all of our um, listeners a little introduction to your background and how you ended up at King's? Of course. Hi, I'm Holly. I'm the Head of Ventures at King's and I run the King's 20 Accelerator. I've been at King's for about 18 months now, specifically working with 20 amazing companies across the King's ecosystem to scale and advance their companies on the whole. For me, my background, I was a creative graduate, studied fashion, promotion and marketing, was always really passionate about the opportunities for creative individuals, particularly when it comes to start up their own business. So that's kind of where my passion for entrepreneurship came from. Um, Prior to my time at King's, I was the CEO of a national organisation which was specifically supporting student-led initiatives and student and recent graduate entrepreneurs across the UK. Cool. So we're very happy to have you at King's running the Accelerator program. I wondered, obviously, we're in the lead up to applications opening for the next cohort of King's 20. It always comes around super quickly, but we're really excited that applications are going to be opening quite soon. So we wanted to talk a bit today around the program, what's unique about it, what's special about it, why people should be considering applying, what they can get out of it, what they can expect. So we're just going to kind of dive right into the program and say why if we start quite quite broad if you're a company or you have an idea why should people think about joining any accelerator an accelerator is a really great safe space to be developing an early stage business it gives you the opportunity to not only tap into industry experts that will help you progress your business but it also gives you the opportunity to tap into a really like-minded and supportive community I think a lot of the time entrepreneurs are really passionate about driving forward their business solution on their own but quite often we see that entrepreneurs need a really supportive network around them and that's one of of the benefits of joining an incubator or an accelerator because it gives you the support mechanism behind you enabling to push you in the right direction that you need in order to enhance your original vision for what your business might have been at its exception stage. So if we think about that more specifically for the King's 20 what would you say is unique about the accelerator at King's? From King's perspective, we're in a really fortunate position because one, it is backed by King's College London as a fantastic institution that is well connected and respected across the industry. For us, we accept applications from three very different groups of individuals. So we will have Ventures on the King's 20 Accelerator that are students who are currently studying 
along with staff and academics that might be potentially working on an idea alongside their day jobs. But also we have applications from King's College alumni who have been working on a business for a number of years or might have graduated from King's, gone off and worked in a full-time role for a few years and suddenly then made the decision to launch into running their own ventures. So we're really well positioned in a sense that we are that we are cutting across three very different stakeholders in terms of the types of individuals that we see running businesses on our program. In addition to that, for me, the top highlights of our USP for Kings 20 is the fact that we always ensure that the IP is 100% owned by our founders. So any company in which you have seen go through the Kings 20 today and in the future will always own 100% of their IP and that's a great position to be in as an entrepreneur particularly from an ownership perspective but also when we are having those early discussions with our very supportive investor network it gives them the opportunity to be fully aware that the ownership completely sits with our founders. That's really cool I think a lot of university accelerators get tied up in all areas of IP it's really great that King's is so supportive of our founders to give them the free the freedom uh, to develop their ideas in a program like the King's 20. Obviously, over the last year, we've had to deal with some interesting circumstances, shall we say. Um, you're not going to get very far into a conversation about entrepreneurship without mentioning, obviously, coronavirus. And obviously, we made quite a quick pivot last year with the Kings 20 of changing to a digital accelerator program. And I imagine there's quite a lot of people who are possibly thinking about applying that are wondering, what does the future of the program look like practically? What can we expect from a program like this? Is there anything that you can tell us around what the plans are for next year to give people a sense of what they could expect from joining? I think the biggest thing to highlight here is that us as the Entrepreneurship Institute, we've learned a huge amount over the last 12 months in terms of what works well online and what doesn't. And I think as much as a lot of our entrepreneurs have had their resilience tested, we most certainly have as a team because we were very much thrown into this rapid prototyping version really in terms of how do we adapt our service. So at the point in which we went into lockdown, we were a completely in-person accelerator. And within a matter of about 48 hours, we completely pivoted our services to make sure that we were an online accelerator. So I think going forward, one, it's a really interesting space to be in. I think we, we now know what works and what doesn't and what to the entrepreneurs need particularly in a viral world and a virtual world so I think going forward it most certainly is going to be a hybrid model so the big thing for us as the King's 20 is that we are going to be a remote first accelerator and this is really exciting for so many reasons I think earlier I picked up on the fact that we are for staff students and alum all of our different entrepreneurs have varying commitments outside of running their ventures and therefore being remote first and predominantly an online accelerator, it gives our entrepreneurs the opportunity to dial in from wherever they may be, whether it's UK based or internationally, whether people are working full-time on their ventures or part-time on their ventures. By having the remote first aspect, it just opens up 
the possibilities for our program to be more inclusive than it ever has been before. The really fantastic aspect about King's is that we see a lot of junior doctors and medics that are also working full-time and running innovative health tech or med tech companies. And quite often by having the program online, it enables them to be dialing in from the hospitals in which they might be on placement. So that's a really exciting aspect of the program going forward. In addition to that, we are going to be thinking more so around what the purpose of a physical space is. So for us, we have a beautiful co-working space previously in the centre of London, in Bush House. And I think the big thing that we've learned as a team and our entrepreneurs have learned that you don't actually need a permanent space. So the big thing for us now, being the Entrepreneurship Institute, we have so many different fantastic skill sets that sit amongst our multiple communities in which we work with. We're now really thinking around, well, what does that look like bringing together the amazing minds that we have across the communities that we work with at the Entrepreneur Institute into one space, giving more cross collaboration, enhance the ability for our entrepreneurs to be working with each other on a peer-to-peer -peer basis and hopefully generate some really amazing collaboration opportunities between the entrepreneurs that currently are sitting in bubbles across our different programs. So I think that's a great point it's like we're not going to throw everything we've learned around digital in the bin when the restrictions are, are all eased we're going to take the best of both worlds and create an accelerator that has the benefits of flexibility and accessibility and scalability that the digital world can offer it means alumni that you know we have so many alumni from kings that are international and go back to where wherever they're from or travel the globe after university and if they're starting a venture they weren't weren't able to join the accelerator before and now we have an opportunity where they absolutely can from any point in the world i think that's amazing but also adding back into that a physical space where they can meet in person and network and collaborate and having the best of those aspects, however that will look, obviously given the, the government guidelines and wherever we end up next academic year, but having an element of that back to help foster that community, I think is gonna be a great combination of things. And I'm excited to be able to be sharing our space again with a lot of amazing entrepreneurs. So I wondered if we start talking about the people that are, going to be preparing applications in the next couple of months so applications open in April and they go through to June people are going to start obviously thinking about their ideas what makes a good application so straight from your brain what to you makes a good quality Kings 20 application well there's so many aspects and there's so many answers that I could give you to that question but I think there's a couple of really key things that we look for that make a really compelling the standard application for the King's 20. So my first, I suppose, top tip would be really think about how you have proven that there is a genuine need for the solution which you are generating. So we see quite often amazing ideas that hasn't necessarily been tested on the potential customers in which might be utilizing or purchasing this product or solution going forward. So the big recommendation and my top tip would be to really spend a huge amount of time on thinking and exploring ways that you can really genuinely validate that there is a demand 
for your product or service. And this doesn't mean having conversations with your family or your best friends about what your solution might be. It means going out and speaking to ideally hundreds of people that are going to be your customer, those in which are directly going to benefit from your solution or potentially might be willing to part with their hard-earned money to pay for your product or service. Because that really shows us that one, you've explored your market, two, you have already started those discussions with the people in which are going to be ultimately paying you, but three, you've got the passion and then the enthusiasm to really take your idea to the next level and it hasn't just sat with a discussion between you and the people closest to you. I think my second tip would be really think about why you as the founder is the right individual to drive forward this idea. So this is something in which is quite often referred to as founder market fit. And I think the real thing to highlight here is that we see a lot of entrepreneurs that come through the Entrepreneurship Institute that don't necessarily have an academic background or a link to the companies in which they're working on. And that is absolutely fine. What we want to see is that they, the founder or the founding team has the passion and enthusiasm to take that idea to the next level. I think one of the big aspects that we see amongst entrepreneurs is it's a real trait for an entrepreneur to be able to identify the skills that they don't necessarily hold themselves and how you formulate a team with a very complementary skill set with each other in order to really drive forward that idea. So I think they're two of the aspects that we're going to be really looking for within the application. The other aspect that we've added to this year's application is we really want to hear from the founders of the idea. So we're asking for each application to put together a 60 second video. Now, 60 seconds, one will go exceptionally quick. Mm. But what we really want to hear is how the founder or the founding team communicate their idea. So this isn't about having a professionally edited video. This isn't about the founding team scripting what they might want to say. What we really want is literally founder idea presenting into a computer or an audio video. So this is very much about giving us the opportunity to listen to how our teams are presenting their idea without any kind of aids such as PowerPoint decks, but it just gives us the opportunity to really see their passion and their commitment to their venture and, and meet them most importantly. We have multiple stages throughout the King's 20 application process. So the, the first point of entry would be that an entrepreneur would directly apply through a dedicated portal. We internally then review every single application and we also provide feedback to every single application which we receive as part of the King's 20 which is completely amazing and an invaluable asset to the entrepreneurs that come through because it gives them some steering some encouragement to pursue their idea and in hope potentially reapply to join us in the king's 20 in the future if we felt that their idea might be a little bit too early this year um, we're always really keen and supportive as a team to make sure that individuals feel 
that we are there and we can advise them and give recommendations and feedback. And then we will invite approximately 45 ventures to an interview selection panel. So this is an opportunity for them to meet us as a team. So that will be a combination of members of staff from the Entrepreneurship Institute team, along with some of the experts and residents in which we have. And we always make sure that there is one or two ventures on the current programme on the interview panel. So there's multiple stages of the application process, but it's all designed to be very supportive throughout the whole process. So whether you make it onto the King's 20 Accelerator or not, we will still make sure that there is feedback at every point of that journey for the applicant. I think that's really important. I think the things that you mentioned about what makes a strong application are, are actually linked in a way because one, getting to see someone's passion for an idea speaks to founder market fit. But to me, that validation also the willingness to go out and speak to potentially hundreds of people shows your commitment to the idea. I think I find a lot of people who have a really great idea and they've got a really specific idea of what it is they want to build in their head and they just want to jump straight to building the thing because they're excited, but they don't have the patience or the willingness to go out and really investigate the problem first. I can never say it often enough how important that step is. And to me, it's a really good indicator of how serious is someone about this? Because if um, if they don't want to go out and speak to more people about the problem or about their idea, then really, do they just want to do it in an echo chamber and they just want to do their thing because they want to do that thing, which isn't necessarily going to create a profitable business. So I think those things to me, the amount of validation speaks to the kind of founder that that person could become. So I think those things all really link together. On a complete side note, I absolutely love shortlisting King's 20 applications and sitting on the interview panel because it's such an amazing opportunity to see the breadth of ideas that come out of King's. And I think one of the things to me that's always been another unique selling point or USP for the program is that we are sector agnostic. And I wondered whether you wanted to kind of say anything about that, about you mentioned that obviously we have staff, students and alumni that kind of speaks to the diversity of the businesses that we have on the on the accelerator, but also the sectors in which they're operating and what happens when you bring those people together. Yeah, completely. So we have had 100 companies to date go through the King's 20 Accelerator. We'll be opening up for cohort six, which I can't believe we're already talking about the sixth group of ventures that are going to, going to be going through the King's 20 Accelerator. And I think that's a really interesting point that you mentioned, Rachel, specifically around the fact that we bring together ventures that in other accelerators or the working world potentially would never have the opportunity to interact and collide with each other. So because the nature of Kings and the breadth of the academic faculties that we work with, it really does open a huge amount of opportunities for companies to be able to come together from very diverse sectors. So we have direct engagements from faculties, firstly, all across Kings, which is one amazing in itself. But secondly, it's really looking at the individual business sectors in which we see applications from. So we range very much from 
oh, this is going to test me now, med tech to health tech to food and beverages to looking at kind of new recruitment platforms from an HR perspective. We've seen ed tech. It is so diverse. And I think that's one of the real enjoyable aspects of the King's 20 Accelerator is because we can bring together ventures that quite often wouldn't collide paths. We've also seen some amazing collaborations between the companies in which have come onto the accelerator. So we've seen food and beverage companies collaborating to produce kind of a savory alternative to an ice cream, which didn't see, you wouldn't think would work, but surprisingly does. But we've also seen some of our HR and our FinTech platforms come together. So it really is a fantastic opportunity to just meet a very diverse group of people. And I think one big aspect for us on the King's 20 is the community ethos that we have amongst the 20 ventures that join us. And this is something in which we've worked really hard to build over the last couple of years. And our biggest concern with lockdown and coronavirus was how are we going to create the same amount of drive and passion from a community perspective as we went into lockdown? I think from our perspectives, I was completely confident that all of the programme, all of the mentoring, all of the one-to-one sessions could 150% work online. But my slight concern was how do we create a really like-minded and supportive community virally on the basis that today in March, 2021, not one of our founders on our current programme have met with each other. It's been testing, it's been trialing, we've changed around our initiatives, left, right and centre in terms of what works and what doesn't. But actually the community ethos, as much as our founders haven't met with each other, they are exceptionally supportive amongst each other. And I think the big thing for us is we're really driving forward the peer-to-peer agenda So as much as we are here to support our ventures as a team of industry experts that are advising them, there is a huge amount of learning that can be passed on from a peer-to-peer perspective. And that's one of the areas that has really increased, particularly within cohort five, because they've had to make relationships in a very different format to how we would normally interact with someone, particularly if we don't know them. So we've introduced the idea of having accountability groups. So this was designed on the basis that, let's be realistic, it's gonna, it was going to be so hard to create meaningful relationships with 20 companies, which equates to 55 people online back in September. So one of the ways in which we thought we would try was actually clustering together our ventures. So we created bubbles of four ventures they were sector agnostic and they were stage agnostic so they were they were I want to say randomly put together but they were strategically put together (laughs) on the basis that they would provide great learning opportunities for the four ventures together and I could not be prouder of how those ventures have supported each other taking into consideration how difficult the last 12 months have been for early stage entrepreneurs. They have been such an asset to each other. And as much as we're there to give them the program and the kind of the fundamental learnings of taking their business from A to Z, I'm sure a lot of them would be hugely grateful 
to their peers of how they've also contributed to their learning since the launch of the programme back in September. I think that's really important. I think I've definitely said this to you before, but I feel like a lot of people that are applying to accelerators or um, incubators or programmes like this, that they go in thinking it's going to be great. We're going to get office space. We're going to get access to an investor community. We're going to be able to potentially get some scholarship funding. They're very like tangible things that they're looking for out of the experience, you know, the, the workshops and, and things like that. But what we often see is companies that are coming out the end of the program talk about the community and the mentorship as the most valuable things that they've got out of those programs. And you go in and come out with very different kind of priorities around what you get out of an accelerator experience. And I feel like a lot of the companies that come out of Kings 20 say, I've got friends for life, as well as all the learning and the, and the difference it made on the business. The other part of the King's 20 experience for me is the personal development. I'm a little bit biased being the head of skills, love seeing a development story, but I wondered whether you wanted to mention anything around the leadership aspect, which you've been developing in the program and what our new cohort could expect in terms of their own development over the year. So the leadership and management aspect is a really interesting part. And I think for us, it's it's an area that we're really passionate with because it very much aligns itself very suitably to the seven skills for an entrepreneurial mindset. But I think there's more in which we could do around the leadership modules. So I think the big thing for us is that we we fully acknowledge that running a startup or a small SME is very different to how leadership and management might be taught in a large corporate. So we have co-created a module this year, which is specifically around how do we support our founders to be the best entrepreneurial leaders that they could possibly be? Because the challenges in which you face as an entrepreneur is very different to the challenges in which you might face in a senior leadership position. And I think the big thing for us is we have a large proportion of the ventures on the current programme, which are run by solo founders. And therefore, their management and leadership needs is very different to those that might have a small team around them. So what we've done this year is really explored the behavioural leadership traits that an entrepreneur would need to succeed and really explored the tangible options in how a entrepreneur can really translate their own learning styles, their own passions and their own interests to how they can influence others. As you mentioned, we've had five cohorts come through so far. We're looking at the sixth cohort now. What are you excited about for next year? Oh, I'm really excited to see the sectors of the ventures applying because I think each year we've seen patterns in terms of, you know, we'll have 40% of food companies apply and 70% of ed tech companies apply. But I think what we found, particularly within cohort five, is that we saw a massive increase in the number of health and medical related ventures. And this very much plays into King's and King's specialisms and academic disciplines. I'm really interested to see the sectors that are represented as part of the applications. The big thing for us going forward is, as King's as an institution, 
we are exceptionally passionate about leveraging our partnerships that we have as an institution to benefit and support the ventures in which are coming through the King's 20. So one of the new additions for cohort six will be really looking and analyzing the different types of sectors that we have come through and what collectively makes up our final, our final cohort and really looking at how we can leverage our partnerships externally to aid very specific verticals. So we've got some really fantastic partnerships going on at the minute that are specifically looking to strengthen and support the scalability of our med tech and our health tech related companies. I would put money on the fact that we'll probably see an increase in medical and health. But that's what I'm really excited for this year is really looking at the sectors in which we're going to be seeing applications for and how we can broaden our ecosystem and leverage our partners to bring in-house some very specific sector knowledge tailored to specific sectors dependent on the interest in which we get. And I think that's amazing as, a, as an accelerator to be able to say we are going to shape our support offering based on the ventures that we choose to bring onto the program. So we're going to select the 20 highest potential ventures as we see it to join the community next year. And if on our current lineup of experts in residence, we don't have someone who's an expert in your area, we'll find them. <laughs> you know to come to come and support you because that's the kind of commitment that we give back to the ventures that we we bring on and i think that's one of the be benefits of having a cap on the number of ventures that we bring onto a program like this you do get a bespoke level of support and community based on who's in the cohort with you in that year and i think it's phenomenal and i think there's so much to be to be gained from that and us willing to adapt and pivot, if you will, our own offering back to the ventures to kind of show our willingness to be agile and, and give them the support that they need, I think is awesome. I'm also very excited to see the different ideas that we have come through. I mean, this year we have a banana-based ice cream company on the same cohort as a male fertility testing. We kit. do. You know, like it's, it's that when you kind of put them side by side like that, it's quite phenomenal to see when so many accelerators are quite sector specific. So I'm incredibly excited okay so we're getting down to the crux of it now so somebody is thinking i'm probably going to apply for this thing key takeaways from today what should they be doing or thinking about over the next couple of weeks and months to give themselves the best shot possible at being one of those 20 companies my top tip would be to get out in a COVID world, make sure you do it safely and start talking to people. So really think around what do I need to know from my customers in order to further my development of an idea? Because as much as you have come up with your solution to your problem, you really need to challenge what your early assumptions have been. And the only way that you can really do that is go out and speak to the people in which are going to be utilizing your product and service. And what I want to read within your application is my name is Holly. I am really passionate about X. I have gone out and I have spoken to 400 people and they have told me that. 
and actually tell us what you have learned from your discussions with your stakeholders use your metrics we want to we want to see your figures we want to know that 70% of the people in which you spoke to agreed with your assumption and for me personally I would really like to know why the 30% of the people in which you spoke to didn't agree with your assumptions because you will learn more from their feedback than you will from the 70% that actually agreed that you were completely on it with your solution so never be afraid of asking people what they think because those people that actually disagree with you that's where your real learning and your development opportunities come into play it's a bit like developing a prototype no one should love their first prototype no one should love their mvp because if you love either of those you spent far too long building it the whole idea of prototypes and mvps is that you get them out there you you test you test and you test and then you implement your changes based on your tests and this is the top tip that you would hear from any of the experts and residents that support us and the ventures on the king's 20 that if you like mvp1 and mvp2 you have clearly just spent too long building that platform because as one of our experts put it, you should be painfully embarrassed of your first MVP. The yeah, other I've thing heard, I've heard it described as like, if you're not ashamed of your MVP, you didn't release early enough. No, you've taken too long. You've taken far too long. Okay, so top tip number one, go out and talk to your customers. Best thing you can do to make a solid application is talk to people and get objective feedback and insight around your problem and your solution and tell us what you learn i love it i love it also in an application when somebody says i've spoken to 250 people and actually i got this thing massively wrong and i've learned this so i've changed my idea in this way and now it's going to be fine some of those kinds of you don't have to be right the whole way along and actually part of the learning is being willing to change your idea based on the feedback that you get from your end customers that shows us that you're willing to, to be agile and to listen to your customers is one of the best things. But that, that happens. That happens, right? That, okay. The whole idea about you should never be wedded to your first idea because your idea is going to change. And nine times out of ten, it will change for the better. But you have to be flexible in order to make those changes happen. Yeah. Okay. So we've covered what the program's going to look like, why people should be applying. So the only thing to cover now is, is there other support coming up? What should people do if they're unsure about whether they're eligible? Um, if they've got any questions, what's the next port of call for anyone that's thinking about applying? So applications open at noon on Wednesday, the 14th of April, and they will close at midnight on Sunday, the 13th of June. But throughout that time, we've got a number of initiatives that is specifically designed to either provide additional information about the King's 20 Accelerator or answer any questions. Um, so we'll be running two King's 20 online information sessions um, and we'll make sure that the dates are publicly available on our website. In addition to that, we are opening for two days to be providing one-on-one -on -one support to potential applicants for the King's 20. So we have framed the support mechanism very much around 
as an opportunity to gain direct feedback on how you have validated your idea to date. You will also have the opportunity to discuss any kind of further validation techniques that you might want to consider in advance of submitting your application. And in addition to that, we'll be providing a one-to-one -one support day specifically around writing your application. The fantastic thing about the application process for the King's 20 is that it is hosted on F6S, which is a world leading application platform for incubators and accelerators. So you're in a very favourable position because you can stop and start your application throughout the full duration of the application process. So you might want to initially fill out the application form. There will be a big question around how have you validated your idea? I would recommend that you fill in the application form and then go back and review that question because if there's more that you can do to further validate the need and demand for your product or service, you can then go away, have a couple of weeks, do some more validation, speak to different members of the Entrepreneurship Institute team and come back and tweak that question, but your application's done. Yeah, I think that's really important. The, the application window is open for as long as it is to give you time to work on it. There is zero benefit of you submitting your application on the day the application's open, because that is two months where you could be further validating your idea and strengthening your application. So think about, you know, I'm not saying submit it at 11.59 on the 13th of June, but I'm saying use the time to do what you can to strengthen your application in the way that Holly's described today, because at the end of the day, it's her cohort. She's going to be calling the shots. <laughs> and I think we will know if you've started your application at 11.59 in <laughs> advance to the... It's a relatively precise application form. We've hand selected the questions that we want you to really think about as part of that application form. So we will know if you've kind of picked it up the day of the deadline. And I think the big thing um, to mention in regards to the King's 20 is that we accept applications on a yearly basis. So... If you, you know, you might get to the closing date and you actually think, you know what, I haven't done enough and I could have, I could make a better submission in kind of 12 months time. You are more than welcome to do that. We've got a number of initiatives that run as part of the Entrepreneurship Institute that, you know, Rachel, you directly run that anyone that is potentially thinking about applying to King's 20 this year that actually as part of the application process thinks that it's too soon for them we would strongly encourage anyone to go back through the huge number of services and programs in which we have available and we will work with you directly in the lead up to oh goodness me cohort seven of the King's 20 <laughs> accelerator to strengthen your proposition yeah, so we have we have Idea Factory, we have one-to-ones. You at any point in the year, you can book a one-to-one -one meeting with a member of the team to talk about your idea. Love doing that. So um basically what we're saying is there's a huge amount of support. Don't ever feel like uh, any question is a silly question. If you want to get in touch with us, the whole reason we exist is to help you grow your venture in a way that's going to be successful, whether that is on the King's 20 or through another initiative. So thank you, Holly, for giving us your time today and giving us your insights into the King's 20 and how people should go about writing that application. Have you got any final words you want to share to share with people that are thinking about applying? Or 
I mean, best of luck for your application. The quality of applications in which we see year in, year out, increase year by year. So the stakes are high, but I think from our perspective as a team, we're so excited to have the opportunity to read through your applications. I'm personally really looking forward to seeing your 60 second video because that for me is a great indicator in terms of the founding team and whether you are really, really onto something. And the big thing for me is hearing you communicate it as a founder. So yeah, watch this space. And I think we will be making the announcement in regards to the companies in which make it onto the cohort six of the Kings 20 in late July. So best of luck with your application. There's a huge amount of support out there available to help you over the next couple of weeks and months. And I'm sure I'll be having one-to-ones with a, a large proportion of you over the next few weeks and months. Amazing. And we are going to have more episodes of Disruptors coming from founders that have been through the King's 20 over the coming weeks. So definitely tune in to the next episode to hear more about the King's 20. Um, and thank you, Holly, today for joining us. And we'll see you next time on Disruptors. find out more about the Entrepreneurship Institute, visit www.kcl.ac.uk forward slash entrepreneurship.